man, did the defense drop some bombshells last week? You know, we talked about that on Friday night. In fact, those these documents were dropped as we were going live or it came, you know, we became aware of them as we were going live. And man, are we just puzzled by this case? Just when we think it's going in one direction, the rug gets swept right underneath of us. If you're interested in seeing what our live reaction was, check out the link below. We'll put it there. Um, but is it possible that Brian Koberger could actually be innocent in this case? We're going to talk about that today. But before we get into it, I want to remind you guys about our, our channel partnership with uh, Data Seal. If you're concerned about your privacy, whether it's your name, phone number, address, religious preference, voting preference, those type of things getting out there on the interwebs, check out Data Seal. Uh, what they do is they have an expert team that goes out there and scrubs that information out there. There's a 5% discount in the link below in the description and in the comment section. Check them out. Without further ado, let's get into the content, right? That's what you guys are here for. So this piece of document here dropped by the defense. It was the objection to the state's motion for protective order, right? And in here is a factual background that talks about the facts. There's an argumentative side and a bunch of those things, and we'll go through those later on. We just want to focus on the facts. And I don't need to go into everything, but I want to point out that the, the key important parts of what this is saying. Now, we're going to do a couple of uh, videos here. We're going to do this one talking about Coburger's possible innocence. And I'm going to do another one, maybe, you know, airy, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow morning, referencing how Brian Coburger could still be guilty. And then Monday night, 7.35 p.m. Central, we go live and we're going to talk about uh, both sides. And we'll give you guys our opinion on which side we think we're on, whether we think he's innocent, whether we think he's guilty or whether we think he did it at all. And so because those are different. There's a difference between guilty and doing it. Right. And so um, we'll talk about all those things. You want to make sure that you're uh, you're notified to get tuned in for those. So first start off by liking this, then hit the subscribe button and then ringing that notification bell. So that way you're notified. But let's get into this. I'm not going to read everything. I'm just going to read the, 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 the big pieces. So on November 20th, the Idaho State Police Lab in Meridian, Idaho, located DNA on a uh, button of the sheath and performed SDR analysis that led nowhere when ran through CODIS combined DNA index system, other than show that the provider was male. But by December 17th, uh, the lab analysis were aware of two additional male DNAs, uh, within the house where the deceased were located and another unknown male DNA found on a glove outside of the residence, right? To this date, the defense is unaware of what sort of testing, if any, was conducted on these samples other than the STR DNA profiles. Further, further uh, these three separate and distinct male DNA profiles were not identified through CODIS, leading the conclusion that the profiles did not belong to Coburger. So basically what they're trying to say is that um, there was at least two additional male DNAs found in the area where the deceased were at, and none of those were Koberger, right? There was a glove that was outside. I assume that's the glove that I believe it was uh, Chris McDonough from the interview room that found. Uh, I could be wrong, but, you know, he located it. They found it. I, I could have swore, you know, the news media, but then again, the news media has been wrong on a lot of things, uh, has stated that they had, you know, found that the, uh, the investigator stated that that glove was not related some sort of way. Apparently, uh, well, the defense is bringing it up, so who knows? But this is basically stating that there is no other DNA around there in the house or where the deceased were located that point to Koberger. And so um, the only thing or the only evidence that's out there 
according to the defense, when it comes to DNA, is just a small amount of DNA that was left on the sheath. So we'll continue. While this was going on, police were investigating many various possible suspects. Many of them provided DNA. At least one had his DNA surreptitiously sur- sur- taken from a discarded cigarette. Uh, so here, here's the big thing about that. So that word I had trouble saying, surreptitiously, uh, basically means secretly, right? Now, that's a big thing because that leads me to believe that there was at least one person that either did one or two things. Either one, he refused to give his DNA which is a little bit suspicious. Uh, Well, a lot of bit suspicious, to be honest with you. Or that there was at least one other person that got the Koberger treatment that the police felt so inclined to think that they were suspected of committing this crime that they wanted to take their DNA without tipping that person off. Now, based on what they said in the previous, you know, um, paragraph stating that there was no other DNA of Koberger's um, and that, you know, and the temperature of this, you know, document is basically stating that they're the Moscow Police Department aren't pointing in a direction as to why they believe Koberger committed this outside of that DNA hit and that they had other suspects that potentially could have had more evidence that led to them being um, the suspect outside of not being responsible for the small amount of DNA that was left on the sheath. I think that's basically what they're trying to say in a nutshell so far, so far. But I think that's pretty huge. Another another big deal here is that it says one area of investigation had to do with the white sedan seen on camera located at 1112 uh, King Road. First glimpse by officers November 18th. By November 25th, police believed the car to be a white Elantra and asked law enforcement to be on the lookout for one. Precisely how the police came to believe the car was an Elantra was still unknown. A report from the analysis for the FBI dated March 21st, uh, 2023, shows the analysis heavily relied on a video of a car heading in the wrong direction at the wrong time on Ridge Road. Now, if it's heading in the wrong direction at the wrong time, I think what they're trying to allude is that there's the possibility that there was more than one vehicle out there that looks similar at the same time. Not necessarily that more than one vehicle may have been involved in the crime, but that there was multiple vehicles around at the same time that were similar enough. Uh, that it's possible that it was either a different vehicle and that the vehicle that they did get a profile on was, especially since it was heading the wrong direction at the wrong time, was not the right vehicle. So they're trying to put holes in everything, right? So the next paragraph talks about the genealogical DNA and, you know, they're upset about how it was just a tip and that there's, no real, re- no rhyme or reason as to pointing into his direction. But here's the next big, big clue. It says here, there is no connection between Koberger and the victims. And now what that means is that, well, it means a lot of things, that there was no connection from him to the victims in the house. You know, he was never in the house, according to uh, the defense here. Um, according to the defense, there's no connection. There shouldn't be any, there's nothing found on his, any of his devices on his cell tower, on his internet tower, his um, no planning, uh, evidence of planning this crime. You know, we talked heavily about how we felt strongly that in this case, that the prosecution and law enforcement felt that there was going to be a, you know, a tremendous amount of evidence found after his arrest, that there would be signs of planning, there would be DNA evidence, there would be 
uh, all sorts of things that pointed into, you know, Koberger committing this crime, but there is none of those things. Now, I do know that, you know, in speaking with Ms. Gonsalves, uh, Kaylee's mom, that she had mentioned that when she was aware, you know, they were given Koberger's name, that they looked him up on social media accounts and found three accounts where uh, they were following the girls on, uh, well, Maddie and Kaylee on two accounts and Maddie, Katie, and Zana on three accounts and were liking some pictures or whatnot. Now, is it possible that that occurred after the incident and that if it were to be true that, um, you know, Koberger merely following girls who were, you know, you know, tragically taken away and like their pictures after the fact, after knowing like many of us did, and that's not a connection. You know, I, I followed them. I know many, many of you guys that are watching this, followed followed the victims on social media. And then there's also the aspect of, is it possible that more people were aware of Brian Koberger being arrested prior to Brian Koberger, Koberger's arrest? And is it possible that somebody created these fake accounts that the, uh, the family saw prior to his arrest? So those are two possibilities that are there. Um, I don't know. But according to this document, they're claiming that there is no connection. So I would assume that there would be no messages that were gone back and forth. There was no... Um, you know, cyber stalking, nothing on his phone. No, none of those things. Um, no connection to the house. And so the next one is probably the biggest is that there is no explanation for the total lack of DNA evidence from the victims in Mr. Koberger's car, apartment, office, home, or vehicle. Now this is huge because this is not just saying that there was no DNA found, but there is no explanation I'll highlight that again. There is no explanation for the lack of DNA found. So what that means is that when they went into his car, that they didn't find evidence of him having taken the car apart. They didn't find evidence of peroxide or cleaning agents that would have been used, typically used to remove DNA and things of that nature. Uh, they didn't find evidence of scratching or any of those things where maybe perhaps he removed uh, some of the pieces um, or they didn't find any new clips. You know, sometimes when you remove the interior of a vehicle, those clips and, you know, everything's made out of plastic and it's pretty cheap nowadays. So when you remove those things, there'll be usually some sort of evidence of um, where on where you applied the tool into it, into the clip, if they would have utilized or used the same clip to put it back in. Or I think there would have also been a, a uh, pretty big indication that there was uh, new clips put in there. Right. So. Um, if he would have switched those out. So in my opinion, this is huge because there's no explanation for the lack of DNA. And so that's just, like I said, that's just two things. There's no DNA and there's no evidence of cleaning the DNA or any of those things. And that includes his home office, vehicle and apartment. Now, I know some of you guys are saying that doesn't necessarily mean that he's he's guilt he's innocent. There's still a lot there, and we're going to go over what is remaining. Um, you know what what is the evidence against Koberger, and how maybe perhaps prosecution could answer and or explain some of the things that they have here that the defense is claiming, and then we're going to talk about that on Monday night. I do want to say that I am not an attorney, a lawyer, or an investigator of any kind. I'm just a guy I'm giving you guys my interpretation 
of what I'm seeing out here and my opinion. Let me know in the comment section what you guys think. How big is this document if everything in this document ends up being 100% accurate, which I think it would be. Um, you know, there's nothing in here that would be purposefully um, deceitful. Uh, maybe perhaps they've um, they got 51 terabytes worth of evidence right from the defense. Maybe perhaps they just haven't found some of the information that they're looking for. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're lying in this case. They just haven't located it. And so um, who knows? That's a lot of information. There's this court, I believe, coming out on Tuesday. Uh, we look forward to seeing what the response is from the state when it comes to some of these um, accusations or some of these things that have been brought up in this document here. Stay tuned, like, and subscribe, hit that notification button. We'll see you guys a little bit later.